Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 230. Loot. It's not a word you ever hear people say. Maybe in movies people say it. Not for real. This isn't a movie, Ms. Crow. Black Crow. It's Ms. Black Crow. My friends call me Sam. Got it, Sam. Now, about this man, but you aren't my friends. You can call me Ms. Black Crow. Listen, you snot-nosed little. It's okay, Mr. Road. Sam here. Pardon, ma'am. I mean, Ms. Black Crow wants to help us. She's a law-abiding citizen. Ma'am, we know you helped Shadow. You were seen with him in a white Chevy Nova. He gave you a ride. He bought you dinner. Did he say anything that could help us in our investigation? Two of our best men have vanished. I never met him. You met him. Please don't make the mistake of thinking we're stupid. We aren't stupid. Hmm. I meet a lot of people. Maybe I met him and forgot already. Ma'am, it really is in your advantage to cooperate with us. Otherwise, you'll have to introduce me to your friends Mr. Thumbscrews and Mr. Pentathol. Ma'am, you aren't making this any easier on yourself. Gee, I'm sorry. Now, is there anything else? Because I'm going to say bye bye now and close the door, and I figure you two are going to go and get into Mr. Carr and drive away. Your lack of cooperation has been noted, ma'am. Bye bye now. Click. And that's the page. I love Sam. Have I mentioned that already? I'm pretty sure I have, but it bears repeating. She's one of my favorite characters in the whole book. If not my favorite, get back to me once we meet Easter, and I'll have to decide then. But Sam is correct here. The spooks, which are indistinguishable from the others Shadow met with, do tend to speak a lot more in cliches and movie-style quotes, which Shadow had considered when he spoke to media in the motel room. Sam continues her streak of being just fantastic, by standing up to these idiots and not giving them anything. Mr. Town is the good cop, while Mr. Road is the bad cop, apparently. Also, I thought maybe this was on the telephone, and then I realized that she's talking to two people at the same time, and they're both looking at her. So the ring ring is a doorbell, not a telephone ring. So if my fully work yesterday sounded like a telephone ring, I was wrong. So thumbscrews and pentathol. First, a thumbscrew is a torture device dating back to medieval Europe. It's essentially a vice that one's fingers, or I guess toes, I suppose, are... Oh, Christ, your genitals. Oof. Give me a minute. Okay. God damn, I don't know why I thought of that, and I wish I hadn't. You, uh... Your various body parts could be placed in the vice, and the screws would be tightened on either side, and... Crushed. Also known as a thumbkin, or alternately, pillywinks. The thumbscrew was also used as late as the mid-18th century when it would have been used to torture slaves. An English abolitionist named Thomas Clarkson actually carried a set with him when he went to discuss abolition of the slave trade, so onlookers could see just how barbaric the treatment of slaves tended to be. Pentothal is a trademarked name for sodium thiopental, which has many medical uses, mostly in anesthesia and medically induced comas. It can cause unconsciousness within 45 seconds and can last for about 10 minutes as it goes from the brain to the rest of the body. It can even be used in a cesarean birth as it will affect the mother quickly but will not reach the baby for quite some time. In this instance, though, Sam is referencing its use as a supposed truth serum. As a barbiturate, it can lead to a decrease in higher brain function and may also result in a loss of inhibition, though there is some doubt as to its actual use in interrogations, as it doesn't actually make a victim more reliable, just maybe more pliant. 
While not specifically manufactured to be used in capital punishment, it was previously used regularly in lethal injections in up to 34 states as part of a three-drug cocktail, though several states have attempted using single large doses of thiopental for executions. What I'm most curious about on this page, Mr. Town states that Sam helped Shadow, then follows it up with a note that Shadow gave her a ride and bought her dinner. Certainly, they've got a lot of information on how this interaction went down, but what help are they considering Sam to have provided? The only thing she really did was interrupt his dream with a buffalo man. I mean, not entirely, I guess, but... Oh. Hmm. I guess it could also be the story that she told about the uh, the Norse leader who was pretend hanged and then literally hanged. That is a bit of a foreshadowing. The, the At least... It's not an assistance, but it's 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 foreshadowing for the reader because there's at least one instance of an ideal or a, a the just the idea of a thing becoming real and well shit that's the gods themselves the gods are imagined up in the heads of people and then they become real through worship and whatnot. It's also worth noting Sam's use of Mister Car to refer to the spook's vehicle. It doesn't mean anything, or at least I don't think it's a. Stephen King-esque reference to a nightmare car, but it's funny and I love her. This is the end of the chapter, and we began, we began with a quote about mythic beings in the rubble. I don't know that it really relates back to the chapter in any meaningful way. Certainly it applies to the previous chapter with the death of Mad Sweeney and looks forward through the book to see other, basically other supernatural and godlike creatures who are caught up in this battle between Wednesday and the new gods. But I don't know that there's really a whole lot of rubble-esque imagery within this particular chapter. Though the Buffalo Man did mention that America is not a good country for gods, which I suppose connects more broadly to the novel, not necessarily to the chapter itself. I guess it could be that simple. Get in touch with the show at the World Beyond the Tale at gmail.com and on Twitter at WorldBeyondPod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for the use of his version of St. James Infirmary Blues as the show's theme. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page, and remember, only the gods are real. Oh man, I just remembered I was going to talk about this, but I didn't make a note, so I'm going to leave it at the end of the episode and see if anyone listens. There's uh, the, the 10th anniversary audiobook where Mr. Town, they, they give him this weird southern accent, but he kind of honks almost, and he just kind of talks like this through the whole thing, and... I, I didn't hate him until I listened to the audiobook, but there's something about the way he speaks. I just want to I just want to choke him and throttle him. It's so awful. And I don't know who does the voice, but I love it. Anyway, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye.